Does that get him more votes for speaking the truth? I, listen, I like politician, a congressman dropping who sucks more. <laughs> I can get behind that a little bit. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Liquid courage. Why not? 812 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just a program note here, if you're waiting for us to update the continuing debacle that is the race for speaker in the GOP caucus, we have that segment planned for 840 today. You wonder if they even know Mike? Like the 435 members of Congress. You know, every, I don't know everyone who even works here. How many people work in, in, our, in our company? In the company in, or in, in this building? In, in the Milwaukee. Close to our, 100? Or? Okay. Do I know every single person? Or do no. I know what the, he or she is about? No. Why are you giving them a hard time? Go away. We're not Go doing away. policy tonight. Go away. Lot to get through there, including I'd like to piggyback off you with with us just before the top of the hour. Mark Tauscher um, had some fascinating comments on the current state of U.S. politics, and he came up with this phrase: "the sportification of politics," yeah. which I thought was a super yeah. awesome take. Absolutely right on the money. Which is why we laid that out there in front of him because you never know where Tausch is going to take something. Super smart guy. I loved that take. So we'll expand on that coming up at eight forty this morning. But I want to do something a little bit different as we start out this hour of the program. We have come a long way, Milwaukee. Not just the Bucks and not just in sports, but in terms of the overall view and perception worldwide of this city and of our state that's come from us staging a couple of major events. We're going to do another one here in 2024 with the GOP convention. Uh, and one of the champions leading that renaissance is Bucks global superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo. And on the eve of this Bucks new season, and by all accounts, okay, right, we got 82 games in the regular season, right? And we have a new coach which can be, you know, we'll see how things go. Grueling playoff run, yes. But if you ask any Bucks fan right now, championship, you're like, yeah, this is this That's is the expectation, right? So all that considered, uh, definitely a championship team or a championship expectations once again. But as we sit here on the eve of this new season, Giannis and the Bucks announcing that contract extension, they didn't have to sign at all, much less sign at this point. But he wanted that out of the way before the regular season. It will keep Giannis in Milwaukee through nearly the end of the decade, depending on how things play out. So my how things have changed. I love to laugh at this old clip because this is my hometown. And there's Nansky, who grew up in Racine. We would laugh about this old clip all the time, right? When we talk about Milwaukee, everybody remembers Kevin Hunt from TMJ4 News, right? The best. Yep. Sports guy for many, many years. Kevin just had an awesome take on so many things. He, I can't even remember what specifically the impetus was for it, but he got super bent out of shape one night about Milwaukee teasing at the hands of the national media. I think they were, I think, I think, you know what? No, I do know what it was. Andrew Bogut had just been drafted, and there were some media types asking him about Milwaukee. Well, you ready to get your sausage on and ready to do this? Blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do in Milwaukee? Yeah, right. And Hunt just, he freaking had it. Like with this teasing and this goofing on, boy, this is just some podunk back town and people don't deserve good players or good sports or good anything. Nobody wants to come here. And so Hunt drops this on the 10 o'clock news. 
I'm going to show you a video that I've sat on for 13 years. I didn't think it was fair to show at the time. May not be fair now. 1992 NBA draft. The Bucks had the eighth overall pick in the first round. Take Arkansas's Todd Day. I'm interviewing Day via satellite. Just as we wrap up, he apparently didn't know we were still on the bird and rolling tape. Here's what he had to say. Okay. Oh, man. Milwaukee. <laughs> he's got his little hat on like the draft pick does he's so doing all the disappointed interviews. got his little bucks hat on he'll walk in i love the exhale too <sighs> so i want to play an extended cut for you from the Giannis news conference as he was announcing the contract extension that he had signed with the bucks it's almost two minutes but i couldn't stop listening i found every moment riveting and heartwarming as well. Here's Giannis when asked at the news conference, why are you staying in Milwaukee? I'm very loyal. Even though you might hurt me or, you know, do something to me, I always like try to forgive you and see the best in you. Uh, and when you were there for me in the beginning, I'm there for you for the rest of the, our lifetime, you know, and for the, the Milwaukee Bucks organization, they've been there with me uh, since the beginning. They changed my life. They changed my family life. Um, my kids were born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's what the passport says. You know, my mom is here enjoying her life. Uh, my dad spent a couple of years here before he passed away. My brothers went to school here in the private school. That, you know, before I came here, I wasn't able to afford in my, my lifetime. Uh, my kids are going to a private school. Uh, they've changed my life in, tremendously. I'm extremely happy. I know the in and out of the city. The, the city shows me a lot of love. Uh, and also whenever I go out there and have time with my family, they also give me space, which is crazy to me. You know, when they see me on the street, they give me space. Um, they respect me who I am as a person, what I've done for the city of Milwaukee. And for that, I, I can't turn my back. You know, not now, not in the future, not never. And I want to be committed. I want to give back to the city of Milwaukee. We won one championship, but I, I believe that we can win a second one. And I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do what I always do, try to have fun while playing the game. And uh, I hope I can uh, create another parade in the near future that, you know, 600,000 people with the home walk can be out there celebrating, no matter, you know, the color of your skin, white, black, everybody was out there, you know, celebrating something that happened after 50 years. So for me, I cannot take that lightly. I hope that uh, we can do that again. So first takeaway, like, did he say he's here forever? <laughs> sure sounds Contracts, like it, right? Notwithstanding whatever, and there will be another one, either an extension or a new deal at some point that has to happen late this decade. But like, sounded like he's never leaving. Think he's running for mayor someday? Why not? What, what, fine, run for some. I'll vote for you. Put him up for a vote. I'll vote for it. Is this dude like the best dude ever? Oh my gosh, absolutely. One of the things that stuck out to me and what he said there was, what's crazy to him is the fact that we give him space. I loved that part. He's out and about in the city, and people see him. And sure, I'm sure people come up to him. I'm sure that happens. Yes. I've seen the pictures. On, I've seen the selfies and whatnot. But also, the city is cool enough to be like, okay, there's Giannis. Hey, buddy. And then they'll let him hang and do whatever he's doing by himself, which he finds crazy because whenever he goes to any city, anywhere in the world, he's hounded. Right. Look what happens when Taylor Swift shows up at, at a game. Like They have to sneak her out back doors and stuff like yeah. so she's not mobbed. And Giannis is saying, here in my home... And I've heard this about Green Bay as well. My brother still lives up there. I lived there for many years. And not that guys didn't get approached, not that guys weren't asked for autographs from time to time, Packers or, or whatnot, or people want a picture. But also there's that, you know, yeah, if, if, if I saw Giannis out, I would maybe say hi, 
Love you, Giannis. Keep it going. Whatever. But Thanks, then, buddy. like, yeah. move along, right? And I think th- I think that's real. I think we appreciate right that this guy's doing his thing, and we're glad to have him. And you know, not that he, you don't have your obnoxious fan from time to time, right? Well, sure, but sure. I, I love that line too. That was that was a, a takeaway for me. The front end too. I'm very loyal, and loyalty in sports. And I'm not suggesting guys shouldn't be like, you know, we were talking with Tausch the other day about what would it take for, to get you to move to New York and play for some other team. As we were talking about Craig Council and what mm-hmm, his future mm-hmm. is, you know, you don't hear loyalty a lot. Not because teams aren't necessarily loyal to guys and guys aren't loyal to teams. And that's just part of it. Well, think about the holidays. So Drew Holiday gets traded. His right. wife goes on Instagram and emotionally says goodbye to Milwaukee because they loved it here. You wonder about that, too, like especially when your kids are starting to get older. So if and when his career comes to an end someday, you know, does the a- actual Kupo family stay in Milwaukee? Would they actually stay here perhaps post-playing career just because they, they grew up here and love it so much? And he was saying, like, too, I know my way around the city. Like, that mattered to him. Like, things are simple here now. Yeah. I know where things are. I know where I go. I have my favorite spots to do this, that, and the other thing. And, right, he is raising a young family. And this is going to be what they know. Talked about his brothers going to school here, yeah. all of that. It's what his family knows. So I just, man, I, there was, there's not a part of that two-minute or so cut that I, that I didn't love. And when you think about how athletes and then through athletes, you know, the world builds a, its opinion about this city, where we were a couple decades ago yeah. and that cut I played from Hunt, Milwaukee. Damn. As a place you would never want to go, certainly wouldn't want to play in, Certainly wouldn't want to be a part of the community. And now Giannis saying, I choose you. Chosen us multiple times over, this global superstar. I love it. Put him up for a vote. I'll vote for him. Pick the office. 822 on Wisconsin's Morning News. (laughs) 826 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Had a tasty assignment yesterday. Yeah, how'd you get that one? Well done. I volunteered. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it worked. You know, the annual We Energies cookie book is coming out next week. Been around since 1928. You rolled your eyes when I said, the cookie book. You're like, again with the cookie book. I didn't roll my eyes. There was a little. I smirked and chuckled because this is among. For the record, no eye roll. It was a smirk and a chuckle. There is an, there is, you know me and my annual list of stories that happen every year that get all this attention, i.e. Marquette move-in day. All the cameras go to Marquette (laughs) on move-in day. Why do we do these things? Talk to an 18-year-old who's moving into the dorms. And around this time is always, hey, we energies. The live shot by the salt pile. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, here's the salt pile. Here's the utility company with another cookbook. So, yes. That said, like thousands of people will line it's up to get this bu- thing. You I, know how many they distributed last year? Nearly a quarter million. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. I, I'm, I'm happy for them. That's great. I mean, it's like a century-old tradition almost. I think they're on 95. Difficult to really move that forward in any way, but I was a part of history this week. Really? Powdered sugars on the top. Yeah. This is a white chocolate chip melted on top. I bet you. Melted on top. Yeah, some good analysis and sampling. Now, what is happening there is... Uh, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> this was the first ever great cookie book taste-off. Various esteemed members of the media and me. There you go. As well as local law enforcement, everybody invited to sample three of the cookies that are featured in this year's book. And then they turned it into a contest of sorts. We were split into teams. There were six teams. And then there were three rounds. And in each cookie, like, we got a list of ingredients. And for two of them, they said, pick the five ingredients that are for sure in this cookie. Ooh. And was, then that, was, was it difficult? Yeah. 
And then there was one there, which five are not in this cookie? But like, okay, one was like evaporated milk. Like, I don't know. what was. That? How would I know? <laughs> so you have a taste for that? Right. You're looking at the texture, and I'm sure someone with culinary experience can break that down and be like, okay, here's the texture. But yeah, the notes. it's me and two cops. <laughs> right? Hey, they've had plenty of cookies. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? They were really happy to be there. And the reason that law enforcement was involved is because this year's book is dedicated to first responders. All of the recipes in this year's We Energy's Cookie Book are recipes from families of Wisconsin first responders. On my team was Officer Daniel Barber of the Delafield Police Department. He has a family recipe in the book this year. I submitted the holiday cranberry bars. Hey, tell me about it. Well, um, it's a family recipe that we've been cooking uh, usually around Thanksgiving every year. And uh, I figured this time I should submit it to the We Energy's cookbooks just to share it during this holiday season. Now, do you bake this cookie in your house, or is that baked for you? I do bake it, actually. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have new uh, young kids at home, and we have gotten into a tradition of trying to bake cookies during the holiday year or holiday season. Yeah, so he knew what he was talking about. Well done. I'll set a lieutenant from the Caledonia Police Department on my team. It was great catching up with other local law enforcement as well. They were super honored that you know they're being featured in this year's book, uh, along with EMTs, first responders of all kinds, firefighters, you know, that whole deal. So uh, I don't know what other recipes are in the book. I can tell you, Eric, that there are two additional recipes that are for your pets this year. So really? like doggy treats. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Dogs like the holidays, yeah. don't they, right? Susan Kim was there. She was on one of the other teams. Susan has a distinction and actually brought the certificate, which is so Susan. One year, I think it was 19, she decided, I am going to bake every cookie in this book. <laughs> and like straight, like plowed straight through and would bring in tra- like all the batches okay. that she baked to the newsroom oh, in the well morning. Done. So it was almost like a month straight. She took a day or two off, and then like people got bent out of shape. Ms. Nansky's older. Going, what? <laughs> like I didn't even pack any treats today. Where what are my cookies? Page thirty-two. Right? So she baked every single cookie, and We Energies presented the the CEO of We Energies came over and presented her with a certificate. Of course, and it was That's a big fantastic. to do. She brought the certificate to the contest <laughs> yesterday, and was kind of kind of bent out of shape. They didn't win. Hmm. I understand. So it was fun. It's just a lot of fun to, to generate buzz about the We Energy's cookie book. It is going to be distributed starting next week. It drops online on November 1st. We know thousands of people across the state are going to wait in line to get their hands on the hard copy. Distribution events uh, throughout the state. The biggest one is at American Family Field every year, and that one is a week from Saturday. So not this Saturday, but next Saturday is the big one at American Family Field. Now, I was a bit concerned, given that this was a new event and rollout, does that mean Amy Johns from We Energies is not coming around? Yeah, she was, she's always in studio. You see her on TV. She's been on the radio with us. Right. Brings in a few things that she yeah. bakes personally from the book to also continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I was looking out for the team here, guys. Since I was here today for the taste-off, does this mean you're not going to come visit us with the cookies in the studio as, as tradition has had it? You know, I do enjoy bringing you guys cookies down at the studio. Okay, so book it. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. We'll bring you some delicious cookies. We'll test some more. All right. So, see, I was looking out for the Thank team. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, Amy's going to join us next week, and she'll have even more of the recipes that are featured in this year's book. More information on the book and a link to the distribution events if you plan to go to one because you want to get your hands on that hard copy. Those events start next week, as I said. That list is up at WTMJ.com, or you can just text the word cookie to the old National Bank talk and text line. That's cookie, C-O-O-K-I-E.
Well, comment right now, 855-616-1620. I will send you the link. Hey, real quick, I did get a question on the Old National Bank talk and text line about uh, the extended play from Giannis that I worked through at about 8.10 this morning, about a two-minute cut of Giannis talking about Milwaukee and why he wants to stay. And uh, someone on the Old National Bank talk and text line asked, hey, are you going to play that again? I just missed it. I'm not. We're, we're have a lot of other things that we want to get to, but I will remind you that you can listen to the podcast form of this show all three hours. Pancake, as soon as we're off the air, starts posting everything that we've mm-hmm. done in the three hours that run. Sometimes while we're still on the air. In fact, I think some of it's up from this morning already. But Listen live on the web. Don't stop listening right now. But the uh, podcast page is accessible anytime. How do we, how do we get to that, Greg? Uh, easy. You go to WTMJ.com. WTMJ.com. Yes, indeed. Or you can send Vince to the old National Bank talking text line. Oh, for real? Yes, indeed. That link is still live, 855-616-1620. WTMJ. Yes, thank you. So anyway, <laughs> oh, don't don't forget that. Wherever you get your podcasts and as well as the aforementioned sources from Greg, you can hear everything that we've talked about on the show. Tell a friend. Hey, do you remember we were talking about this yesterday? Joseph Emerson, the off-duty pilot who is on that Alaska Airlines flight from Washington to San Francisco this past weekend. This guy tried to crash the plane, right? He was in the jump seat, off-duty, was just hopping a ride, and tried to turn the engines off. Just lost his mind, really, and tried to turn the engines off. He was apparently having a nervous breakdown and had used psychedelic mushrooms about 48 hours earlier when this all happened. He threw his headset across the cockpit and announced, I am not okay. Then reaching up and grabbing the red fire handles and pulling them down. A pilot physically engaged with Emerson for 25 to 30 seconds. Had Emerson pulled the handles all the way down, the plane would have turned into a glider within seconds. So that didn't happen. And he he then immediately snapped out of it. They got him out of the cockpit. He was with the flight attendant. He said, hey, you got to cuff me. I'm good, but you got to cuff me. Like, asked to be handcuffed. Uh, Fights with depression a little bit, but otherwise, like, neighbors and friends are baffled. Here's a father of two married... Fights with a little bit of depression, but somehow decided to take some mushrooms, and the rest is history. Now he's facing more than 80 counts of attempted murder. Boy, that's the tragic part of the story of just, you know, people are dealing with stuff right now. And it's one thing if this is a terrible person, horrible actor, long criminal record, and you're like, good, glad they got him. They're going to put him away, whatever. But this guy just lost it and have to be prosecuted. There have to be consequences, but tragedy all the way around. 843 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Could see a floor vote as early as, what, noon our time? Yeah, could even be before that. We'll see. Actually, they've typically been going about 11, uh, like noon Eastern time. It takes a bit to get through the process. 435 yeas or nays. And there's some a speech or two. Okay, let's officially get going. Mr. Speaker. All right, lots of gets funny, but it's, it's getting less funny. <laughs> like for a while, it was kind of comical. I have to admit, I have to admit, you know, we always try to look at the humor of everything, but this effing annoyed me yesterday. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, listen, I can testify to that. Eric came in hot today, bent out of shape over politics. After five rounds of secret balloting on Tuesday, Republicans nominated yet another new candidate for speaker, a Republican congressman named Tom Emmer out of Minnesota, an influential majority whip. 
spent years raising money to elect other Republicans. He drew immediate support from moderates. But uh-huh. then, uh-oh, there's but the problem. But then he was out. Well, there's at least one guy who started the dominoes. It was former President Donald Trump. He was in court at the time in New York, but he said, no way are you going to give it to Emmer. Emmer, no fan of Trump loyalists, voted to certify the 2020 election results for Joe Biden. Political reports, after Emmer withdrew, Trump was quoted saying, he's done. It's over. I killed him. Yeah, so Trump basically blew him up on social. Emmer finally said, all right, I'm out, and then... Trump celebrated that he got him out. Among the things he said, yeah. he's not mega. Because he certified the 2020 election. And you can't do that, I guess, if you're going to be the speaker now. Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene was asked just about that. How much did Emmer's vote to certify the 2020 election have to do with the opposition against him? Well, it played a big role for me. All right. Here's the thing about former President Trump. Maybe you like him, maybe you don't, maybe you support him, maybe you don't, whatever. But he has to be reckoned with. This is like in sports, and not to get off on the sportification of sports, but let me do a sports analogy. When they talk about, when Matt LaFleur is talking about his offensive game plan for this week against the Vikings, if they have some monster player, some superstar player on the defense, they say things like, you have to account for that guy. Right. You have to always know where that mm-hmm. guy is. That guy has the ability to make or break plays, to blow things up. You have to account for former President Trump. He has to be dealt with. And he can do stuff like that. One guy can drop a hammer on it and blow everything up. Republicans also unhappy that Emmer had supported gay marriage. So here's what's so fascinating about this. There's lots of things. but So the former president derailed the speakership while sitting in a courtroom for the civil fraud trail of his business empire. He was listening to testimony from his former attorney, Michael Cohen. Who flipped on him a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, And he uh, blew up uh, Emmer. So... It was a rough day for Trump, actually, otherwise, too, because he had Mark Meadows flip on him, which, again, is kind of ironic, given the fact that we're talking about election stuff. Mark Meadows, the last person to serve as chief of staff to former President Donald Trump, took a plea deal yesterday, flipped on him, basically saying that the 2020 election was the most secure election in American history, and they knew that. That's what Meadows said yesterday, or at least that's what is now being told he had said to the grand jury. Back to the speakership. The question now is, so who's going to be the guy? Everyone is now excited about... Who's Mike? Mike Johnson. Okay. He's kind of like Bowtie, but with dark hair. Oh, Bowtie guy, the Speaker Pro yeah, Tem. You know, yeah. right. Mike Johnson, a congressman from Louisiana, he is now the one who's going to be the designee. He's the He got the most votes yesterday in some of their closed, secret door, balloted... Uh, votes. So as of now, he is the speaker designee. But here's what's interesting. He was asked because he wasn't for the election. He was asked about it by ABC's Rachel Scott. Can you help lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 election results? Okay, next question. No. Who's yelling shut up? That is Congresswoman Virginia Fox, also from Louisiana. Shut yeah, so, up! So they don't like her asking about the election stuff, even though that's why Emmer was bounced, because he actually voted for the service. That's why the question was asked. Yeah, but no, 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 no questions like that. Okay, well, here's another question for the speaker designee. You support additional aid to you. You've asked your question. You asked your question. Go away. We're not doing policy tonight. Any, any other questions? No, 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 no policy. So nothing about Ukraine there. So for that. Go away. Okay. We're not doing policy. One question limit there yeah, in that scrum. Anyway. So here's the thing. He's going to go to the floor. However, you 
don't have the votes. He may not have the votes. He got 128 votes. 44 Republicans voted for others, including Kevin McCarthy. You can only have four vote against you. Does he have it? Some some Republicans weren't even in the room when they did this. A lot of Republicans weren't in the room. So does he actually even have the votes to get the speakership today? Is this any different than what we've already seen? We'll find out. I found this to be very poignant. This is uh, Mike Gallagher, the congressman from Green Bay, asked about the shenanigans taking place yesterday. As a representative from Green Bay, the Republican representative from Green Bay, it pains me to ask this question, but I'm not sure who sucks at team sports more right now, the Packers or the House Republican Congress. <laughs> there you Burn. go. Just shot at the Packers. Burn himself. <laughs> Burn get... the Packers, blowing everybody up. Is that getting more votes for speaking the truth? I, listen, I like politician, a congressman dropping who sucks more. <laughs> I can get behind that a little bit. We're 